welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on parallels of neuroscience and faith. Well, I hope you've been following along. We've covered a lot of information moving into part seven here. Um, And if you've missed any of it, I would encourage you to go back and listen. We've shared a lot of great parallels uh, from writings long ago, ancient writings that have a lot of wonderful advice as well as information that align with neuroscience. And what I want to do today is kind of a grand finale, and I'm I'm hoping I can wrap this up in one episode, but if not, we'll have probably one more. Uh, But I I really want to just kind of do a download or a dump of a lot of information about not only neuroscience, but uh, several writings, ancient writings, that I believe will align with it and really help you. So this is going to be, I would say, kind of the best of the best wrap-up here for this series. And so let's go ahead and get started. The first one I want to take is out of 2 Timothy 1.7 from the Bible. For God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now, who wouldn't want that, right? Even if you don't believe in God, just the idea of not living in fear, but having power, love, and a sound mind sounds pretty good, especially in the era we're living in. But I want you to think about that in terms of neuroscience and what we talked about again and again, and that is when you are living in a sense of fear, you set off the fight-or-flight response, which is a surge of adrenaline and cortisol, the neurochemicals or neurotransmitters. And, of course, adrenaline gives us kind of a superpower and an extra strength, but the cortisol paralyzes the frontal cortex of our mind, so we don't reason ourselves out of doing things we should do. But it also has an effect on our day-to-day life, a very bad effect, in that we don't remember things, we have short-term uh, understanding of things, we, we will have uh, a lot of issues with health and a decline of our ability to think without a lot of brain fog, brain fatigue. Uh, it, you know what stress does. I mean, I don't have to go through the whole list with you. I'm sure you understand that when you're in fear, you have a lot of stress issues. But if you are filled with power, love, and you, and you have a sound mind because of that, it's a game changer for your life. Your body, your mind, your neurochemistry is going to function at a much higher level, okay? So we're going to go over now to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Well, who doesn't want to be around somebody who's filled with gratitude? And we've talked about heart energy before in terms of the fact that gratitude and compassion are the two highest on the measurements of magnetometers that is done at HearthMath. Heart Math Institute, which you can research yourself at heartmath.org and learn a little bit about heart energy. But really, we understand what it is because if we get around somebody that's offended and angry, we can feel that energy coming from them. Or we get in the midst of a conflict, we can feel that bad energy, right? We want to get away from it. Uh, Whereas if we're around somebody that's filled with compassion and love and gratitude and kindness, 
then it's a whole uh, a whole different experience and everyone wants to be around those people who are always giving thanks right and then we're going to jump into uh, Galatians 5 22 and 23 which is the fruit of the Spirit meaning the Spirit of God is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control now I'm just reading what is in the text I understand that a lot of people don't operate in those and I also understand that it's given God a very very bad name in fact it makes anyone who calls themselves of God or Christians or of the faith or whatever terminology that you're familiar with if they're not operating in those it it makes them look like hypocrites and it destroys the the uh, the I guess the the magnetism that we might all have to want to be in that that uh, people group and so I get it okay and it, it has done I admit uh, that that I see myself the damage that has been done by people who do not operate in these fruits and it is horrific I've experienced it myself personally as well as family members and it has done immense damage so I'm not defending any anything from a, a scripture that I'm reading uh, in terms of what mankind has done what I am telling you is that if you're truly or if the fruit of the spirit is operating in your life you're going to be filled with love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control which is in terms of neuroscience the epitome of somebody that is filled with wisdom and self-control and they're able to execute the best overall homeostasis within their bodies which in terms of homeostasis we've talked about that before it's this cognitive consonance between your heart and your mind where you're at peace internally all the time and you emit that peace by a you know showing people love joy peace patience kindness goodness because you have learned to control your state of mind and now you are in operation um, at your highest level uh, your brain's going to function at the very best your overall neurotransmitters or neurochemistry is going to be at its very best you're certainly not going to be dealing with things like depression and you know offense and anger and all those other things just the opposite so in terms of neurochemistry neuroscience and an understanding of how to operate at your best and see the best that life can give you having excellent relationships then definitely these are the fruits that you want to be in operation with okay um, and, and I'm, I'm gonna skip over to Proverbs 18 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue well that sounds you know uh, fairly simplistic but it really is because oftentimes when we and, and we've talked about visualization before when we speak things into existence which sounds kind of weird hang with me a second in other words we speak in ways that we believe the good in others the good in our process of becoming better the good in what could happen for us we're gonna gain a lot more ground than if we're constantly criticizing nitpicking negative looking at the worst-case scenario visualizing the worst-case scenario which is gonna make us sick right And we've already talked about that so really all of this death and life and the power of the tongue if you're constantly speaking words of death over yourself and over others and over your relationships and over your finances it is death right and if you're speaking life into it then that is in the power of the tongue as well so there's there's a clear clear fact involved in that that line alone in terms of neuroscience and the understanding of how our bodies and our minds function right 
So that was a lot <laughs> in a short amount of time, and I hope that you were able to walk away with some nuggets of that and of this series. If you liked it and you think somebody else might benefit, please share it. Uh, but we are going to wrap it up at this point point, move on to a brand new topic uh, in our next episode. So I hope that you will join us in the new series as we come back. This is Michelle Steffes. Reframe and rewire. Keep reaching higher. Thank you for joining. <music>